0: Welcome aboard to the first episode of the Four Corners Games podcast, The Final Crusade. I'm Alex. And I'm Paul. And it's a pretty big day for us here. We're just getting up and running and getting everything kind of going.
1: Yeah, we have our website, fourcornersgames.com with the number four. We're up on social media, so you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Four Corners Games. Across the board with the number four. With the number four. It's very important. Yeah. We know what you're here, and we're not going to
0: keep any longer... Please enjoy the first episode. How do you do, fellow adults, and welcome to the first episode of the Final Crusade. The Mythic Adventure Path, brought to you by our good friends. They're not friends, they don't know us, but maybe they will someday, by Paizo. Uh, (laughs) I am Alex. I'm going to be your game master for the duration of however long this goes. So the next two weeks, probably, uh, and then it all falls apart due to scheduling conflicts, like most gaming groups end up (laughs) running into. And uh, we're excited to get started today. So we'll start from the top. Uh, Crystal, do you want to introduce yourself and your character's name?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm Crystal, and my character's name is Barb Grimbrew.
3: Travis, my name is Poe. <laughs> <laughs> <Just>, he's, <laughs> he's, he's lost single himself. Name, he's lost, yeah. lost himself <laughs> in the character already. Well, you already said
0: mine. His name is real name. <laughs> he's so already in it. Like he's in it. He's in it. He's in it. No, he's lost. Yeah. He, he's lost
3: to it. And We're po. trying to
4: avoid redundancy. I don't know. It kind of just sounds like Travis to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is Sierra, by the way, <laughs> and my character
5: is Lillian Fade. My name is Woody, and my character is Alu
0: Chasse.
1: And I'm Paul Page, and my character is Arrow Lightshield.
0: And welcome to something that we hope will be fun. This is actually technically our, our fourth session, I think, as a group together, which yeah, is a little so bit of playtesting and... yeah. 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 Yeah, and there's a there's a multitude of different experiences around the table. We have the more experienced people like Paul and myself, the uh, beginners who are still familiar with tabletops. Sierra Hello. and Travis, <laughs> and then we have the not beginners, not experts. Paul, what's that word that you can't ever think of? Oh, intermediate players. Woody and what did I Crystal. say last time? <laughs> you, you said you said that. They're like yeah. she's not a beginner it's and she's not some next, in somewhere in yeah. the middle. So medium, the medium players, <laughs> just like a, a well cooked steak. Uh, and, no, that's well done as a well cooked steak oh. Medium would oh, be get out. <laughs> no one, We're not no.
2: going to get to the game Let's dive into this discussion A <laughs> big <No>. thick, <laughs>
0: thick dollop of ketchup on that bad boy Welcome, too. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Steak Escape, the podcast <laughs> that has different opinions on steak <laughs> No, I'm just kidding I'm a tri-tip guy uh, Alright, so we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll jump in to our little world here Got a lot to do, not a lot of time to do it in Maybe a lot to do with a lot of time to do it in I don't know, we'll all figure it out I think there's plenty of time. Probably. But the good news is we find ourselves on the hot midday summer. The sun hangs above the city of Canabras as the hot days of summer draw to a close. Many of the locals start to get into the party spirit just in time for the start of Aramas. This beloved holiday signals great games and revelry for the war-weary city. There's food and drink competitions of great skill. To be enjoyed by all. Once this holy holiday was held in great reverence, warriors and priests would come together to teach commoners the stories of wars and teach them how to fight. However, since the death of Aradin, the last living Islante and living god, it has become more of a celebration. It is a time when those who find themselves fighting back the forces of the world wound can enjoy some resp- respite among the people they lay their lives down for. We zoom in. To the old Canabras quarter, we find ourselves hanging above the bright pastel tapestries that hang high amongst the lists. The small wooden seating areas that had been constructed just the week prior are now filled to the brim on either side. All sorts from all walks of life have come to cheer on their favorite knights. Hooting and hollering uh, fills the grounds with a sea of noise that ebbs and flows with the movements of those down below. Two brave knights clad in shining armor, Wait, lances held high as the crowd cheers them on. They raise their lances in salute to one another as the noises reach a fever pitch, their horses shifting and patient felt with every passing moment the hoofs of the great beasts beating against the ground as they are shifted into the starting position. A flag is dropped and the great hoof falls of each animal fill the arena with a rumbling thunder. The splintering wood and cheers the crowd mean little to the small dark shape moving amongst the onlookers. A bright tuft of pink hair and pale blue skin moves from person to person, deft hands working quickly to relieve the patrons of their hard-earned coin. Easy pickings for the young gnome. Once done with their malevolent deeds, they make their way behind the stands to see what prizes their freshly cut purses holds. However, when the young gnome goes to their satchel, they find it quite empty. Looking back to the cheering masses, he's a man, handing back each person kind to every person, a sly grin covering their face. Hey Travis, who is this? This sly man we're looking at. He is one good-looking dude.
3: His name is Poe, and this guy is six feet tall, wearing dark skinny pants that really accentuate his slender frame rather than accentuate make it. something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, he's got black hair, yellow eyes, kind of like a emo reverse mullet going on. <laughs>
4: Um, Aka Travis's dream haircut. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Um. So broody so sly but with a smile so much angst So much yeah. Yeah. smiley angst. smiley yeah, angst. yeah. I, I wonder what class he is <laughs> full <laughs> of angst <laughs>
2: i understand the party in the front but what's with the business in the back yeah, it's
0: that's... important that when he walks away that he seems very business-like mm-hmm. it's all about leaving the impression instead of starting with one right. yeah well said yeah that was very well said. thank you i made it up on the spot uh <laughs> so as we move away from this handsome well-endowed young man <laughs> we move to just behind the crashing of the wood and the metal are the many storefronts of the Clydewell Plaza. The ringing of hammers and anvils filled the streets, mixed with the cries of people trying to sell their wares. The smell of warm pastries hangs in the air, each adorned with the winged eye of, Ar- of Aridon. They line the baker's windows, and though it's little more than an artifact of the day's previous denizens, it's still a welcome sight to most. Among the more prominent storefronts, a shantytown has been assembled, the temporary stalls filled with all manner of clothing and hastily whittled toys. A beautiful emerald and azure um, tent has a sign that hangs outside, promising readings of the future and the ability to speak with the departed loved ones. An older man uses some faint magics to manipulate small objects and candles much to the light of the children that attend his quaint show. As we move through the throngs of people, we come to a stall filled with the fine cloaks and seemingly valuable garb. Um, a woman stands, larger than life, trying on with seemingly growing frustration each cloak in kind that, could quite fit, that couldn't quite fit across her broad shoulders. The shopkeep, a tiny gripply, who is knitting her brow in concern and frustration as she keeps offering the different garb in the hopes that it may fit, her frog-like fingers working through the racks to find another offering for her patron, the large woman looks at her with a kind face as they share a soft moment of two people just trying to help one another. Crystal, who are we looking at?
2: So you see a young woman, almost seven and a half feet tall. Her large frame seems to be made even larger by her stout body. Her ill-fitting armor, a gift from her old life, hangs strangely around her. Across her back is a sword that is almost as large as its owner, peeking just above her shoulder. Though you may not see them often, as they're typically averted towards the ground, she has dark brown eyes, her father's eyes. Her hair, though, is a gift from her mother, It is this fiery red, and sometimes, when the light catches it just right, it almost appears as if it glows.
0: Almost. As we move on from this site to the local tavern, a young elf sings with a cup at her feet. A few onlookers stopping every so often to to take in the spellbinding music. Sitting at one of the tables outdoors are three men, paying little mind to the bewitching sounds and seemingly caught in their stories of adventure and intrigue, comparing who has killed the most diabolical beasts. Or why their deity would be the proudest of how they fight. A half-orc, speaking of a babua demon that he had laid to rest, seemingly sneaking past the protection of the ward stones that shields the world at large from the incursion of the demons that wait on the other side. Smashing a fist against his splint mail that has a bright golden key uh, painted on it, a gnoll sitting across from him starts to cackle as only the hyena-headed race can. The derisive laugh stopping the boastful half work in his tracks, he proceeds to speak of a wily Alu demon that had been causing others to forgo their oaths to garner her favor. He speaks of how his kind have, much of a, be- have a much better head for such things, and that through the grace of the accidental god, he found her and slew her in mere moments while others could barely even listen without succumbing to her spell. He raised his goblet to the sky and finished it in a mighty gulp. All the while, the third member sits and feigns interest as his ears hang on to the sweet distant notes of the elven girl behind. What does this
1: mighty warrior look like, Paul? Well, Errol is a stout dwarf just above four foot. Uh, He's got jet black hair, long jet black hair, uh, tied back in like a half and half type thing, so the top half's tied back and kind of draped over the free-flowing bottom half. He has a long black beard that is braided into two separate braids that kind of hang down in front of each peck. is uh, wearing heavy armor, and he's got a dwarven uh, war axe of his people on his back.
0: From there, we move past this scene to another, the soft thrum of a bow pulling our attention over to the fighting grounds. Now, this is not what they once were. It is, in fact, filled with small children holding wooden swords as older men, their days in the world ruined long behind them, and advise them on how to wield them better. Young ones try their best to hit targets far away with their impromptu bows. One small rat folk, in, a, in particular has uh, seemingly been trying to do this for some time, arrows scattered all about, and the mounting frustration can be seen on their face. Just as the boy is about to give up, a soft voice comes out from behind to tell him to try just once more. The, bull, the boy levels his bow, and he releases the shot, and he finds that his arrow strikes true, though the strength and accuracy seems very incongruent with the shot actually accomplished by the boy. But he is taken aback, and his excitement overwhelms the truth. He shouts and points with glee at his new accomplishment. He beckons the others around to see, and they all stare impressed at his minor feet. The source of the voice steps out of the shadows and into the crowd, stowing his bow behind him. Uh, just happy to have made someone's day. Who is this kind stranger, Woody?
5: This is Alu, who is a cow- uh, catfolk. He's about 5'2". He's fairly, fairly young. He's a little bit taller than his long bow that's usually strapped to his back. He has black fur with some uh, white coloring around his muzzle and also white coloring around his hands and feet, but it uh, makes him look a little cute, so he usually puts gloves uh, over his hands to make sure he looks a little bit more... Uh, <laughs> You know macho to be taken a little bit more seriously he also has leather brown leather armor uh, with uh, some insignias on it as well as a green cloak and hood
0: as the dra- as the date stretches on uh, we find ourselves at a fountain the winged sword of ioma adorns the top of it beautiful clear water streams from the hilt into a large basin below a number of children and tired parents sit with their feet submerged hoping that it will help break the heat of the day A bent and grayed Tengu sits jabbering away, their feet swinging in the water with their head hidden underneath the hood. Their soft, tired voice talks and rambles to a young woman who sits a few feet away. Though it is tough to make out what they say, she does pause every so often to let the young woman get a word in edgewise. The stories the elderly bird speaks are rambling and hard to follow, stories of defending cities and great deeds. The old bird seemingly has lost a step or two in their old age. Though others shoot the old crow looks and whispers, small jabs, about her strange ways under their breath and giggles made at her expense, the young woman sits quietly listening and cooling her feet, watching her little thrush clean their feathers in the water. Sierra, who is this patient person?
4: Oh boy. This is Lillian Fade. And I will say, if there is any contest as to who is the better brooder, Lillian will win. She sits uh, at this fountain with uh, a long black cloak, hood up um, as she prefers it. Um, her face is, is definitely shrouded, um, but despite the fact it is very easy to tell that there are markings, um, glowing, if you will, a kind of. Um, around the, the features of her face, around her eyes, around her cheekbones. And uh, you can tell that her uh, skin is kind of a dark gray color if you look close enough. Um, but she prefers this black hood and this black cloak and these black clothes um, just as what she feels like an expression of her inner person.
0: My outside matches my inside. Exactly. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> exactly. From there we move from the fountain and we find that a hush begins to build as someone hobbles onto the large stage in the center of the plaza. Anyone who has it you can roll knowledge local for me. Hey you.
1: Oh man the first dice first roll of the roll. game. First dice roll of the game. Don't oh. screw it up. <laughs> That's a natural five <laughs> <laughs> for a seven.
0: You're not, you're not quite sure. Maybe Damn he's it. too far away from where you're standing or, or what he's doing. But, but as this rather resplendent figure climbs onto the stage. Uh, Just four too many ales deep at that y- point. Y- yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> he, he moves slowly to the center, and he speaks, his booming voice seemingly uh, different than his advanced age would let on. You hear, Good people of Cannabris. I welcome you to the first day of Aramas. You everyone kind of cheer and yell. Yay! Um, Though it has been 15 years since the start of our last great crusade in the world wound, on this day, I'm excited to tell you some heartening news. And there's kind of a calm that washes over the crowd. The forces have retreated back into the depths we find ourselves in the first wave of our greatest victory. The crowd explodes. People are screaming and yelling, flags waving, all this stuff. The cheers move across like a wave as it reaches back to the ears all the way in the distance. The hoots and hollers rise as people begin to beat their shields and arms against themselves. But, the old ruler continues, this is just the beginning, but we have done it. We have won. And right as that word passes across his lips.
5: Shit. What? great comedic timing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the shockwave tears across all of Canaveras, destroying buildings, trees being pulled out of the ground, and the screams begin to ripple in the wake of the wave. The lightning streaks across the sky where the Wardstone that protected Canabrus once stood. The ground begins to open up and flames and steam begin to billow out as demons come forth through the cracks. Roll for initiative. Oh, Ooh, I should have built a backup
5: character. This does not feel good for level one.
1: Uh, the Wardstone went down? Oh, it's probably fine. Uh, yeah. Well, cool, an elder drink. Just slap some duct tape on it, maybe some uh, super glue.
5: <laughs> That'll help.
2: All right, Barb got an eight. Got to get the bad rolls out of the way. So, oh, uh, what, well
1: Barb? <laughs> Errol, what'd you get? <laughs> uh, I got an eleven.
0: Poe, eighteen. Woo-hoo. Hey, we're gonna go. Let's go with Alou. Fifteen. And then Lillian. Four. A gentleman's four. Wow. Or a gentle lady's four, I should say. Okay. Milady. So, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll start. Looks like with Poe. Poe. This is what you see. You see that the gnomish man that you had relieved of his ill-gotten gains is about to be subsumed by one of the many fissures that has opened up in the ground.
1: What do you do?
3: Tear off my shirt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Give him the shirt off your back, literally. (laughs) he's He's about 20 to 30 feet in front of you.
3: Oh, okay. I still take my shirt off. That's fair. <laughs> I like it. A That's pre-action. a pre-action. <laughs> That's a move equivalent action. <laughs> and then throw my rope to him. Throw your rope to him. Well, I probably wouldn't have my rope on me. Yeah, you so might need. You might want to close the gap. I take my I take my belt off too, and then I run over to him. So
1: so as you're running, Just disrobing the entire way, <laughs> like getting ready to swan dive into a
0: pond. So. At, <laughs> It's like a really bad Superman. Like he doesn't have like the Superman stuff underneath his clothing. Yeah, he he just, just realizes he's naked and stride. <laughs>
2: I mean, he's just being practical. It's a warm day in a world moon just open. That's true. Be warm. Yeah,
0: that's fair. Uh, yeah. As you as you start approaching, you realize that this giant cloud of birds seems to close in on you, but it's actually not birds. It's these like small dog sized mosquitoes, and it's a swarm of them. And they start and they interpose themselves between you and the gnomish man. Uh, as you try to move through, roll me an acrobatics. I now regret taking my shirt off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was an armored shirt. <laughs> yeah. 16. 16.
0: As you Three. move, you feel this weird golden burst move through you. Roll me a d12 on top of that 16. A 7. With, So... You go from this guy who's pretty deaf to, with almost preternatural speed and dexterity, you manage to move seemingly unencumbered through the swarm. And you make your way to the other side and manage to get within grabbing distance of the Gnomish Man.
3: Grab my belt. Alright, sounds good.
0: And he reaches up and he grabs for it. (laughs) As he grabs for it, these two Sturges close in to try and get to you. But seemingly out of nowhere, you just hear and two arrows lodge themselves into the side of them. And this woman with short black hair stands her bow at ready to help defend you. We go from that on to, who rolled the 15?
1: That's Alu. Alu.
0: Alu. So we go and we snap back to Alu. So you have been knocked to your feet, and as you stand up, you see that that small rat folk boy you were helping earlier is being carried away by two imps. They struggle under the weight of the small boy, but are managing to carry him off. What do you do?
5: When to try to close the gap, I'm going to pull my bow and try to take him out.
0: All right, go ahead and roll.
5: Ooh, natural 15, so that is a 21.
0: All right, roll double damage. As you shoot your bow, you feel it loose, and it seems to be
1: charged with this otherworldly power.
0: Uh,
5: seven and a one, so eight total. Eight total. I
1: thought thought that was two ones at first. I I thought so too. I got scared.
5: That's Uh, Woody.
0: And you manage to actually kill one of the imps outright, and the weight of the boy is too much, and the other imp has to let him go, and he manages to make it to the ground. Though with a hard thud, he does seem to be safe for the moment. From there, we move on to Errol. Uh, Your drinking partners already find themselves going toe-to-toe with a pack of hellhounds. As you look around, you see that they have they, there are two hellhounds that are broken off to attack the small elven girl as a tavern burns next to you. You already have your
1: uh, weapon in hand. What do you do? So he quickly slams the rest of his pint <laughs> and closes the gap <laughs> at the hellhound. That, that was thing your standard action to drink that? <laughs> oh, shit. <Priorities. laughs> I thought that was more of a free action. <laughs> he does it while moving. That'll be his... Uh, What's your
0: what's your what's your dab? <laughs> if it's not plus one, you can't chug and run at the same time. Damn it!
1: Okay, he drops it. <laughs> true hero. Yeah, true hero. Sacrifices pint to save a girl. All right, go ahead and swing. Okay, so yeah, um, that is a nine to hit. A nine. Go ahead and
0: roll a d twelve. As again, you much like your compatriots feel this strange power move <laughs> through you.
1: <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. I am and, not doing well today. <laughs> and
0: though it seems, though though you would have missed, you managed to connect with one of the hellhounds and uh, go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Ooh, nice. That is 12 points of damage. So you managed to dig your axe into the other, but as you take one down, another turns to snap at you. But out of nowhere, this tall, lithe elf stands and interposes himself. And with whatever magics they may possess, seems to send back the hellhound from wherever it once came. Now, as this is happening, you all notice that a humanoid shape rises out of the fire into this crackling lightning that is red and bright and otherworldly. You've all heard the legends of Quora the Storm King. His striking visage dwarfs almost everything that surrounds him. And as he holds his flaming sword and whip aloft and brings it down to shatter the walls of the you know just one thing. The Wardstone is gone and that the World Wound has truly arrived.
1: You said it would be
0: okay, though. You lied. (laughs) I lied. (laughs) I always lie. It's what I'm best at. From that, uh, Barb, we get to you. So as we go over to Barb, we see the edifice of a storefront has fallen onto the fragile stalls that you were at earlier. You see the kind woman that was helping you crushed beneath the weight of great stones, her legs trapped, and she writhes in pain. What do you do?
2: Uh, I immediately drop the cloak that I was frustratingly trying on, um, and I rush to her and try to lift, lift up the beam that is trapping her. All right,
0: go ahead and roll a strength check for me.
2: Oh, thank God. Uh, that's a nat nineteen, Ooh.
0: so uh, twenty-three. You can't seem to quite move it. Wow! But as you sit and you squat, <laughs> oh, as you oh sit and you heart. squat down, you <laughs> feel a second wave pass over you. Roll a D
1: twelve for me. Is that a DC twenty-five strength check at level one. <laughs> not, only if you're a part. not to met again. Uh, I got a twelve. <laughs> a twelve. So
0: you not only managed to lift it off, but you managed to completely push it like over 30 feet the other direction as this preternatural strength that you've always had seems unlocked. As this happens, an older man, about his 40s, well-dressed, manages to come in and grab the woman and and drag her to safety. As this is happening, we go back over to where Lillian is. Lillian, you notice that the old Tengu that was sitting next to you, well, she bows and says, An old woman can never rest when there is evil to be slain. And you watch as this decrepit bird takes to wing and in the midair transforms into this mighty ancient silver dragon. Whoa. What? <laughs> you realize that you've been talking to idly the guardian of Canaverus, the dragon Terendalev. Now, as the ground continues to shake and disgorge demons into the streets, the dragon and the balor Lord clash high above. The fight doesn't take that long. In a few harrowing moments, the Bailord Lord cuts deep into Trendelev's body, swooping down to strike the dragon and arresting her charge. A few more blows, the the titanic duo spiral downwards towards the crowd. From there, you see Lillian in front of you. Uh, You stand in awe of everything that's happening, and you look over and you see a mother and her two small children have been made uh, their way all the way into the fountain, hiding from the spurting flames. A devil with the body of a baby and the abdomen of a fly floats towards them, its bug-like wings beating to try and keep it aloft, and its long tongue reaching out to the children.
4: Ah, the choices! (laughs) Uh, I think that the family comes first. Lillian goes ahead and casts mage armor on the
0: family. Okay. Uh, So as you do, the demon seems to try and get through with their proboscis. But whatever happens, uh, it manages to glance off the innocent family. Now, as this is all happening next to you, the dragon smashes into the facade of the cathedral of St. Clydewell. And as no one... No one's ever witnessed anything like this before. And at that moment, a titanic demon erupts elsewhere in the city, destroying more buildings, causing more havoc. Between all of your feet, a great rift seems to open, and you fall into a giant chasm as the ground gives way. Even as you fall, the dragon notices your plight. Though her death is certain, she seizes this final chance to save a few more souls, After she uttered a few arcane words and stretched out a bleeding talon, you feel her magics take hold of you, slowing your plummet into the darkness as if you were feathers falling into a pit. Yet the fall remains inexorable, and as you drift downward into the depths, the last thing you see is the Storm King standing before the ancient silver dragon, their swords slashing out and cleaving through her neck. As her severed head falls, the rift above you slams shut, and the lights of the world vanish.
2: Should have rated this podcast before starting up with that. Yeah. <laughs> we need like a PG version with pool, pool noodles instead of swords <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: and now we're going to play Wrath of the Righteous. Boom. Let's do this. All oh, right. Man. So yeah. you all find yourselves, if you go ahead and look at your maps, you find yourselves in these caves where all these fallen stones are. Go ahead and put your characters as you will in uh, roll 20. And I got a little flavor text for y'all. Ooh, mm-hmm. some flavor. I like flavor. So, the ceiling and the far walls of this vast cavern recede into darkness on one side. The walls, the wall has collapsed into an enormous mound of rubble. Here and there, the arms and legs of victims who didn't survive the fall protrude. In the back of the cavern, a disturbing shape looms, nearly the size of a horse that appears to be an immense black spider crouching silently and still on the ground. You find that. You are not the only person to have survived the falls. There are many others, including some familiar faces that may have also helped you during the time. So we'll go ahead and we'll just kick things off. What would everyone like to be doing? Rolling initiative. <laughs> <laughs> you're just at the bottom of this pit, um, and you're all kind of uh, you're all fairly unfazed. To be fair, uh, whatever magics took a hold of you
1: managed to protect you from that. Yeah. Um, So I I do have dark vision. So can I, like, explicitly see what's going on? Yeah, you can see everything, but it is
0: completely dark in here.
1: Okay. Um, So, Errol will kind of take a look around and see that, you know, there are people of other races here that might not have dark vision. So um, he's going to uh, cast light on his shield to um, brighten up the room and. Makes sense with his last name. His family name. Uh, his given name. Aerolight shield. Shield.
0: Alright, that's what Errol is doing. Alu, what are you up to? Uh,
5: once he casts the light I see the person next to me, so I'll reach out to him and ask if the person is okay. Or try to get an assessment of how he's doing.
0: He he seems awake and okay. he he is fidgety, uh, and the light being shown into the cavern he for the first time notices where he is. And he's sitting there and he goes No, I'm not okay. Look at my elbow. And he puts out his elbow. He goes, this strange protuberance is unlike what was there before. And look at my knee. And you see that he has like a small scuff mark on his pant. These (laughs) pants cost so much money. More than you could ever think to have in a single day, boy. I'm telling you. I'm just in all kinds of sorts of ways. While that's happening, Lillian, what are you doing?
4: Uh... Lillian sees the light and kind of shields her face. <laughs> so brutal. bugger! But then <laughs> she notices Barb next to her and kind of stabilizes herself against Barb while asking are you alright?
2: I think so. That's me. I'm Barb. I'm a Barbary. <laughs> i a 7 foot Way to bury the lead there.
0: <laughs> no one saw that one coming.
2: A little voice, big heart. Uh,
0: <laughs> big hands, big body.
1: Just big person, really. Big, yeah,
2: just everything in general. Um, I, I, I think I'm okay. What, what happened? Where are we?
4: I've been through something like this before. I think... That we've
6: fallen. And she looks up.
4: And she wants to try to assess exactly how far we've fallen.
0: Uh, so you can give me a knowledge nature or a knowledge engineering.
4: That would be knowledge nature for 14,
0: please. So you you don't know exactly how far you've fallen, but you can assess that you've fallen several thousand feet Holy underground shit. into this into this cavern. Well, that's happening. Poe, what are you up to?
3: uh get up out of the rubble and uh look over at this black-haired woman with a bow and think that she might be the one who was shooting imps and stuff is that a fair
5: assumption Uh,
0: yeah you you definitely recognize her from before that she was shooting at those mosquito-like creatures those sturges i'm like are you French? Cause my
3: damn, those were some nice shots. <laughs> and, uh, and, she, and she's sitting there. And she's like,
0: no, I am, I am, I'm only French, but I appreciate uh, I, a pickup line in these dire times is, well, it's, it's honestly, I never really want to hear it. So but, that's okay. <laughs>
3: that's Okay still good nonetheless and then i'm gonna pull my short sword out of my pants for fear that there's bad things about and you'll see that he's not quite as well endowed as you had thought initially <laughs> <laughs> oh i see so you had a secret pocket in those pants?
0: <laughs> he, he pulls oh. a short sword out of a tube I sock. Saw it. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um while that is happening you you all notice that besides the light that arrow shield is giving off there you see off in the far northern corner this like constant like sound of snapping and this bright flicker of light happening over and over again and you see uh, a man standing kind of
1: snapping at the corners creating this spark Hmm. um errol's gonna approach him and uh yeah ask him what are you doing
0: well, you, it, it's, it's the strangest thing. Uh, I, I, someone seems to have turned out the lights, and I, and I can't quite seem to see anything. But, but I'm sure it's just either, either a great magical spell of darkness, as, as I am a great wizard. But, but for some reason, my magic seem to not be working.
1: Yeah, Errol kind of sees him struggling a little bit and reaches out and it may, let me let me help you out and casts a light on his staff. And
0: as you reach out and cast light on his staff, he goes. It seems that this darkness is even greater than before, as as though I feel the magic emanating from my own staff that you have just endowed upon. It, it does not seem to be doing anything.
1: I'm going to subtly detect magic to see if this guy's full of shit or not. <laughs> um, well, I mean, he
0: does have magical wares on him, yeah. but uh, roll me a perception check. Okay. Actually, roll me a heal check. Ooh, I can do that. No, I can't. Uh, it was a natural one, but that's a ten. That's so. Even with that natural one, you can tell that his eyes have seemingly been like completely slashed out of his head. At oh, some whoa, point in time, shit. the rest of him, like his arm, is broken. His like not so broken, but like he is in rough shape, and he seems to be in shock. And he believes that his inability to see is due to darkness, not due to the fact that his eyes are almost completely gone.
2: Oof. Oof. that's dark. It Much take like a this area. Five foot. Yeah.
1: Step back. Now with those light spells, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I. I mean, I don't think that that even a cure light could bring his eyes back at this point.
0: No. Um, you you recognize that some greater magics that you do not have the ability to use at this yeah, time to restore vision
1: yeah. to him. Okay. Yeah. So, without trying to like incite panic in him, Errol will be like you're a bit banged up mate uh you should you should take a knee over here and he's gonna kind of bring him over to like the side of the cavern and just kind of sit him down a little bit
0: he's reticent um but he he definitely is confused so he does follow along uh kind of in your wake to see see all that's happening what's uh what's everyone else up to while i was doing this barb
2: yeah i see that he's not doing super well um and you put him out of his I misery.
1: Come over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time to go the way old Yeller.
2: <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen a lot of dark times, and I, I always try to help those um, in need. So I'm going to come over with my water skin, and I'm going to sit next to him, and I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder probably just a little too hefty. <laughs> <A> little <laughs> he definitely like bends more under your weight. As I intended to be. Like
0: yeah. he, he looks like he's within inches of death. So like he's not doing really well at all. Um,
2: um. So should could we try to do a heel check to stabilize him?
0: Uh, you can try to do a heel check to assess just how bad he is.
2: Cool. All right. I'll give that a shot. 13.
0: Thirteen. He he looks like I don't know, mechanically speaking. He has like <laughs> two hit points left out of thirty-five. Like oh. he's doing bad. Like he is almost on death's door.
2: Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my water skin with him, um and uh, take take his bedroll that he's been carrying with him and kinda, you know, lay it out for him so he can get comfortable and so, I'm gonna say we're We're going to go try to find some help for you.
0: As you go to reach for things in his satchel, you realize that he doesn't seem to have anything on you. On him. Actually, you realize none of you have anything on you except for the armor and weapons that you originally had. Any other items that you had brought with you were lost in the fall, crushed perhaps in the rocks. You only have armor and you only have your weapons. And for the arrows that people might have, you only have about half of what you actually would have had normally. So it definitely seems that you're in dire straits. So no
4: spell component
6: pouches?
0: You have your spell component pouch. Yeah, pouches. That's, that's a thing <laughs> on you. Yeah. I want to I want to track oh, okay. super closely your spell components. <laughs> yes. Nothing uh, makes riveting radio yep. like Do you
1: have a, a pinch of dust and a feather on you yeah, to cast just, that spell? Do
0: you have exactly two silver pieces? Well then no you can't cast major armor I'm yeah. so sorry. Um, no, you have that. So you have your, your basic stuff, but you guys don't have bedrolls. You don't have rations. You don't have blankets, tents, rope. Everything seemingly was lost in the fall.
3: Was I able to reclaim my shirt? <laughs> uh, you were not. <laughs> okay. Yes. You, you, you have your armor still, but your not shirt is lost shirt. to the ages. <laughs> okay. you,
0: you actually look around and you see your shirt trapped between rubble oh. in the side of the cave. Another sad tragedy to it, befall the party. And are
2: hundreds of feet down. Is it cold down here? Thousands
0: of feet down. <laughs> that was his five... I don't know. Uh, roll a perception on sure. his nipples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like diamonds. <laughs> it's definitely chillier than you think.
2: Barb kind of looks over and, like, sees sees that he's shirtless, and then she blushes and looks down. Um, and seeing that we don't have rations or anything to help sustain life for an extended period of time, um, I'll look to everyone and say... Um, I think I think we should try to find a way out.
1: Great idea. Let's do it.
2: When you fall into a crevasse, instead of climbing out, sometimes you must go deeper.
1: Thank you. <gasps> Thank you. That
0: movie. Wise words from Barb.
4: Into the um, I think um when she gets an opportunity, Lillian wants to go try to help out. This person, whose name it looks like, is
6: Aniva.
0: Yep. So uh, you you go over and you see that everyone else is up and walking around. Now she's not. She's still actually sitting on the ground. She's looking around, trying to take in her her sights.
4: But this was not the person. Okay, never mind. I was going to say that Aravash is the person who's blinded. Yes. Right. Okay.
0: Aravash Nial. Aravash. You have um, to introduce yourselves. To him.
4: I will. I will. Since I'll I have to pass Aniva to get to him, I will ask her if she's
0: alright. Sure, I'm quite fine. No, though. It, it it's no worries. You you do what you need to do and then roll a roll a heel check.
1: Don't look like a sense motive on that too, like if she's yeah, trying to can. like
0: hide how she's actually doing. 17. 17. You see that her right leg is destroyed. Like it is not a manner of like a simple fracture, like it looks pulverized. And she's trying to draw attention away from it and seem stronger than she is. On top of that injury, she seems to have several other injuries across her body, and she's she's not doing super
1: great. So, Anivia, Aravashnil, and, Aravashnil. Aravashnil and Horgus, and Horgus, yeah. Well, it looks like Anivia and Aravash. I'm just gonna call him that. Seem to be doing pretty terrible. And then Horgus is like. Kind of superficial. Like it
0: seems that his biggest problem is a bad attitude. Yeah, uh, more <laughs> so than like you have someone who's blinded, someone who is like almost immobile, and he is complaining like every so often. You just hear in the corner, scuffed his designer jeans. Yeah, yeah. That, I cannot believe this. This cloak cost me two months' pay, and now. It is dirty. Dirtier than I may never ever be never be able to get clean again. And like you just hear it every so often echoing through the chambers. Can a complaint. heel check
5: fix his bad attitude?
0: No, it can't.
1: Aww. Can an attack roll fix it?
0: Of
5: course, it always does. Yeah. At least it gets rid of it. Yeah. One way or another. Um, <laughs> What's your
1: alignment? Yeah.
0: Uh. But it seems as Anivia is
1: standing right now, she she wouldn't be able to move. Okay. Mm. And Arvash can't even see and he's pretty beat up too, so mm. this, I mean, I think we should do our best to kind of keep them, yeah, in like keep them together and keep them alive. Keep it secret. Try, yes, try to at least. But
2: does does anybody have any potions, or can anyone yeah. heal?
0: From the heal check that Lillian gave, it doesn't seem like low level magic will be able to fix her leg either. Much like the eyes of Aravash and Yal, it's something that requires a much stronger healer.
4: Is there anything? That Lillian can do to perhaps does, does anybody need stabilization? I, she was noticing that Arvash was in bad, bad shape before.
0: So he doesn't need to be stabilized, but but you you think you might be able to make some sort of splint and crutch out of the refuse that fell from above to allow, at the very least, Anivia to move.
4: Okay, um, I snap at Horgus. You, with the scuffed pants, <laughs> come here. <laughs> Uh, and then I enlist his help to try to...
0: Roll a diplomacy check.
4: And that is a natural one,
1: folks. Uh-oh. And he goes, who
0: who are you to be telling me what to do? How dare you? And I am the great Hargus worm.
2: <laughs> and, and I see Lillian um, not do super well on that diplomacy check. And I'm going to try <laughs> to use Intimidate to help support her.
0: You can try to do that, but you are scaring people who are already scared. It seems like I a hat on a hat.
2: <laughs> I'm scaring him into helping. That's gotta like even itself out, right? Twelve.
0: <laughs> Twelve? Uh, no, he yeah. is, he's unfazed, and All he right. is very aware now. Well, and and opposed to being unfriendly, one may even say that you pushed him to be hostile. You dare to threaten me in these times? Who are you? Who are you from this town? I am the backbone of this economy. I am the person. I am the most smartest. (laughs) (laughs) The most smartest.
2: And uh, Barb doesn't like confrontation. Um...
0: Yet you have come at me with that (laughs) attitude of yours. Some may say that in time we will not be friends. It is not a lover's story, you large woman.
2: Uh, uh, and I look down and then I just like walk over to Lillian and almost put her in between (laughs) me (laughs) and Orcus even (laughs) though Lillian is uh, significantly smaller than I am um, and I uh, help her try to fashion a splint for Anivia And I do have craft weapon, maybe. You make her a sword by accident.
0: <laughs> Damn it. Oh, yeah. no.
2: I have craft books,
0: so. <laughs> you make her some material as she lays dying in this cavern. At least she won't be bored. Here's a story. With her powers combined. Uh, you can roll a he- so one of you can roll a heel check to do it, and one of you can try to aid. Yeah, I would like to. I can
4: roll a heel. Oh, yeah. oh between us or between Yeah, all so us?
0: Oh. so at least I'll let at least three people work on this. Uh someone needs to roll the heel check and then two
1: others can try and aid. I mean, I I have a pretty high heel, so I think I should roll the okay. heel check and then you guys can aid. So, so what so what did you roll, Lillian? So I'm nearby. I rolled
0: a 19. 19,
1: so that's plus 2. Okay. Barb, do you aid?
2: I I shall aid. Errol calls for aid. Huh? <laughs> hey.
1: Okay. Yeah. A
2: natural eighteen. <laughs> oh
1: my Ooh. god! So that's plus four yeah. on top of everything else you're doing. All right, Errol, don't fuck this up.
6: <laughs>
2: Ooh, nice. natural eighteen. So that's
1: Oof. a third. no, thirty-three. You, you make wow. thirty-one. You, you make her a
0: mech. <laughs> 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 Nothing will stop Anivia now. Really <laughs> tapped uh, into that <laughs> profession, engineer.
1: <laughs> it's yeah,
0: <laughs> you really did. And then for some reason, she, she just keeps like walking around saying, "Take your hands off her, you bitch." And you're like, "What?" <laughs> Aliens doesn't exist in this universe, but you managed to make it. uh, She seems hobbled, but she is uh, able to move around. As the three of you search to help make this, all three of you roll me a perception check in and amongst the rubble. Nine. Nine?
2: Eighteen. Twenty-two.
0: So Barb and Lillian, you see these five kind of glints that exist in the rubble. They're fairly large, but as Arrows moving around with his shield on his back, light's still coming off of it, every so often his shield seems to catch uh, these glints as they are, and there's five separate ones in and amongst the pile of refuse.
4: Lillian wants to move toward one and detect magic.
0: You detect magic. Ooh. You get closer, and it seems about a hand size... You would say it's almost like a silver plate, but it's not. It seems uneven, and the edges are almost unnatural.
4: Okay, And I don't know if it's good or bad. You don't. Okay. She's gonna go ahead and reach out. And touch it.
0: So as you touch it, you feel this voice, and it's a familiar voice. It's the voice of an old Tengu that you were speaking with, and you in the ooh.
6: Ooh, ooh,
0: ooh, ooh. And you immediately know that you're holding on to this one of the scales of Tarendalev. and it infers Ooh. that ability on you and one, one read that for the audience at home
4: this is resistance wait is the resistance part of the that's the name of the it's, that's the, the, it's name the scale of, it. of resistance it is the scale of resistance
6: <laughs>
4: three times per day as a standard action a scale can be used uh, to cast resist energy, but only against electricity or cold.
0: And that is, uh, th- that is, uh, thirty. It's uh, resist energy thirty because nice. it is the caster level of the scale that was imbued to you. Whoa. And she was an ancient silver dragon yeah, or just, something. Just one, <laughs> just, one of yeah, those old high things. level. One of those old <laughs> things. But yeah, you grab the first scale and rest and in peace. You feel that magic instantly imbued upon you.
4: Um, Lillian pockets the scale and is going to try to collect the others
0: As you move and you grab the second scale you feel the magic completely assuage from the first scale and from <laughs> the one in your hand and, they're, and it's gone, it feels hollow and empty as you hold on to the second scale
4: uh, Okay I'm going to try to motion uh, Barb okay. over since I know she's also looking around and I say Girl, come look Okay, and I show. Uh, you said there's more than two, right? Yeah, there okay, is. Okay, so I have... want to draw her attention to the another one that is glinting.
0: Okay, so you're going to hold on to those two scales.
4: Um, for now.
0: Yeah. Okay, so the scales that you're holding, uh, they've completely. The magic has completely left them. Uh, Barb, what do you do?
2: Um, I walk over to Lillian, um, and do I see that you're holding something in your hand? Yeah, I'm not hiding it. Okay, so I see that you have this thing in your hand. Um, and I say, "What? what's that? And I put my hand out and gesture out for you to hand it to me so I can look at it. I'll give it to her.
0: As you give it to her, you feel the magic reinvigorate the one that you hold. And then as you are handed it, again, a, a voice that seems not too unfamiliar to you, a voice that you may have lost from the past, fills your head. And it tells you all of that. What do you now hold?
2: I hold Paralyzing Cold three times per day as a standard action. A scale can be used to make an attack using a weapon on unarmed strike or natural attack. If it hits, the attack deals an additional 2d8 cold damage. And the target must make a fortitude save, which is a (laughs) dc19, or be staggered for one round.
0: And you feel invigorated as though you have some sort of... Put a natural power once more on your side.
1: So as this is going on, what is everyone else doing? Well, I think Errol was pretty close by to this. You were the you were
0: you were searching in and amongst uh, the refuse, so you probably went over because you were the one actually doing it. Yeah. And they're exploring, grabbing these scales, and Errol, like you, like get her set up on her crutch, and you look over and you see them holding these giant kind of silvery dinner plates in their hands.
1: Yeah. So Errol will. Um, I'm sure overheard part of the conversation, and he's gonna detect magic at uh, the, the the items that they hold, and then more in the rubble as well to try to hone in on. Yeah, the items they hold are magical,
0: but you sense three more auras as you sit and kind of concentrate for I don't know eighteen
1: seconds <laughs> uh, in and
0: amongst the uh, the rubble. Mechanically
1: speaking, of I, I mean one might say. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one uh, one out that's accessible easily accessible and as you pick it up Ooh. again a familiar
0: voice a voice of someone you knew from your past fills your head
1: yeah so I get access to a cold aura three times per day the user can emit a five foot aura of cold as frostfall uh, from a corner adjacent to them the holder of the scale has immunity to the effect for the round when the holder moves the aura stays in the area in which it was initially called no, that's just that oh. Anyway, uh, the area of the spell is covered in a chilling frost, dealing 2d6 points of cold damage to all creatures within it. Creatures that the spell initially damaged must succeed at a fortitude save or become staggered for one round. And again, you feel <coughs> empowered. Um, so, the three of you, as you
0: get through and pick up these things, do you do anything to signal your other party members over, or do you do your best to hoard the magical powers away from them?
1: Yeah, no, we'll definitely call the rest of the group over to. Spread the loot. Spread the loot out.
5: Um, so before, I, I see them gesturing to, to go <laughs> uh, towards the rebel to grab what seemingly are these magical items. But before that, I saw that Horgus has turned hostile, you said? Yeah. So in a last-ditch effort to try to kind of reel him back a little bit.
0: Um, he seems hostile only to Barb. He, his opinion of her is changed. But he obviously realizes he's in a very dire situation so he walks up and he goes good a man of sense hopefully someone can at the very least are you able to heal me son I am
1: in dire straits.
5: I unfortunately do not have that ability but maybe one of my party members do
1: Errol pretends not to hear (laughs) maybe one
5: of
0: my party members do Yep. So roll, roll. Yeah. so that <laughs> heel check that you roll on him earlier, you know yeah. that there's actually nothing clinically wrong with him. Yeah. Uh, he's just he's just an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mechanically <laughs> speaking, <Yeah. laughs> nothing Me- clinically <laughs> yeah. wrong. He's yeah. just an asshole.
1: <laughs> um,
5: so would I be able to? Well, noticing that he's still hostile towards Barb, is there any way I could try to persuade him to kind of lower that down a little bit?
0: Yes, you could do that with your words. Yeah. So uh, <laughs>
5: so, uh. The power uh, w- <laughs> of
1: words. Words, words, so words. So,
5: Lou's gonna. Uh, Mr. Horkus, please. The big one, she means very well. We're just. We don't know where we are, and we need all the help we can get. I know you are an important, man, but right now, we're not in town. We need all the help we can get. So, please, help us if you can.
1: Can, curb the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you go, eh, eh, mm,
0: I see that you may have a point, son. Roll me a diplomacy. I'll give you i I'll give you a little plus two.
2: <laughs> Can I just say while he rolls this, that we're like a thousands of feet underground and a world wound opened and there's like demons everywhere and horrific death. You underestimate and my need to be respected. <laughs> like slight <laughs> conflict between two people, and we're like, you know what? Let's get a mediator. Let's sit yeah. down. Let's hash <laughs> this out.
0: <laughs> I think that the, the spider Kirk is going to mediate. Communication is key. Ready for this one?
5: Ooh, natural 17. So that's a 27. Ooh, so,
0: we'll wow. All right. So with that one, he goes to you and to the party members, even Barb. He goes from almost unerring to, all right, I see your point, son. I, I appreciate what you're trying to do. Uh, I'll, I'll do my best to help in these rather dark times. Something else has happened whilst Errol was constructing that uh, um, this plant. Thank you, this plant, yep. and the uh, the crutch. She sitting there and she said, "Well, at the very least, I'm trapped with kind people. It's it's a tough time, but but I promise you, lass, if if need be, I'll do my best to use what few arrows I have to to defend you and your lot." And understand that until we get to the top and until I get back to my family, I, I will treat you as as best I can. And she, like, pulls up her hands off of the crutches, like, and these death fingers can help you hopefully get into strange and locked places. And she outstretches her good hand while the other one balances. And she's like, I'm a Nevia Blade. That's nice to meet you. Good it's to th- meet you, Nevia. And... As uh, Alu is speaking, and he goes, Square, By the way, just in case you were wondering, uh, I I know I know I'm not your name, but but you seem well to have a good head on your shoulders. What, yes. what, what 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 is your name? I do not know you.
5: <laughs> My name is Alu
0: Chasse. That's a ridiculous name. Thank you. <laughs> it is nice. To, I'm going to call you Kitty Cat. Do you mind if I call you Kitty Cat? Meow meow meow. <laughs> <laughs> You seem very amenable to the circumstances, man. To appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, although you taking care of that, Poe, what are you doing? Uh, walking around stealth, sm- uh,
3: quietly, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps with stealth. Walking around the perimeter of the cavern, see if there's any sort of way to go
0: up, down, Out. left, or right. <laughs> down. Uh, so, you see that there's two points of egress to the east, there's one that goes. Uh, northeast and there's one that goes uh, southeast.
4: Is um, is north north?
0: Uh, yeah, north is north and south is south. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. It's not, it's not like that stupid library. <sighs> yeah.
5: That was confusing.
3: It was <laughs> not my fault.
1: Uh, I'll come back to the group. Yeah, who knew you can rotate JPEGs and save them <laughs> 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 for the listeners at home. Importing them I'm into flipping 20. off Paul <laughs> in character. <laughs>
0: You you can, sir. I can go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Politely. Politely. (laughs) My stars and garters. Um. Poe comes back.
3: Hey, guys. My name's (laughs) Poe. Meow. Meow. Yippee. There's uh, (laughs) passages to the right if we want to check them out. Poe, roll a perception check.
0: Eighteen. Eighteen. So you notice that they're all holding these silvery kind of plate things, and you actually noticed one out of the corner of your eye as well while that's happening. Oh, I'm going to grab that
3: and rip the sleeve off of my shirt in the in the in in the, the rubble, rubble <laughs> and give it to Horgus. Here, I heard you needed a Band-Aid. <laughs> oh. Oh.
0: Hey, roll me a diplomacy check. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Th- though you mean it sarcastically. I did not. <laughs> I, I, I did not. <laughs> I <laughs> roll, me, roll me a diplomacy check. <laughs>
3: A six. A six. Oh no. <laughs> uh oh. My work.
1: So you did mean it sarcastically. <laughs> it came off that way. <laughs> uh, it
0: did. So you, you mean it sincerely, but for whatever reason, who knows why? It seems sarcastic. And he goes, But I appreciate the kindness and he looks at you kind of sad. I not quite sure if you meant it sincerely, not quite sure if you meant it sarcastically, but he drops it to the ground and he goes, But I think I'll make do for the time being. Damn. He does not seem to change his opinion on you just yet. I'm but I get you... back up. <laughs> I like that shit. <laughs> Not that much. You tore it off. At a drop of a hat, the first <laughs> battle. save somebody's
3: <laughs> life, it was going to be like a makeshift. So, uh, so,
0: so, what scale did you just pick up there, big guy? I got disguise.
3: Ooh. Ooh. Three times per day, I can be disguised. <laughs> and if you would like more details <laughs> that means I gain a plus four bonus in all bluff checks made against only evil creatures mm. you can also
0: use the spell alter self okay, damn yeah yeah, I, I, mean, too. I mean of course <laughs> <laughs> just completely change your complexion as a person but hey that's not important what's important is I'm really
1: good at bluffing now <laughs> it's, they went that away <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh Errol's gonna point out the uh the last scale in the rubble to Alu.
5: And I will walk over to go grab it and pick it up. Alright, great. So,
0: as Alu, you walk over, you grab the last scale. Awesome.
1: It's just a banana for scale. (laughs) Yeah,
5: (laughs) I'm just I'm just looking at it wide eyed, just batting at it. It It's sassy and shiny. Someone spray
0: painted it silver. It's like who would spray paint a banana silver? (laughs) Oh boy, a (laughs) keychain. He knocks it off the rock. Further than rubble, puts it down, knocks it off again. (laughs) I am a human cat person.
5: (laughs) I will stay here forever. Uh, So I got cloud walking. Ooh. Three times per day, as a standard action, a scale can be used to cast Levitate. A pillar of roiling clouds rises below the levitating object or creature, growing and shrinking with the target's altitude. This pillar is five feet in diameter, regardless of the target's size, and provides concealment, 20% mischance to any creature or object wholly contained within.
0: So it doesn't provide you with that mischance because you're sitting on top of it. But yep. say if you were to move it over the square of Errol or mm-hmm. even our good friend Poe
1: here that would provide concealment. Uh, and then
0: Sweet. the the spells on the back of the card for everyone who's wondering. So it's like can... a
1: hollow pillar then? So it can encase someone? Is that? Uh, no, it, it's
0: it's just like it's like basically it's like a, a bunch of clouds just yeah. coming down. Oh, it, it got, just, it, got it, got, it's got like it. more or less like a, how a smokestick works. It, it provides okay. 20% mischance for both individuals. Got it. So he'll
1: be levitating up in the air and then below, below like him will be like a dream of, of God, okay. exactly. I heard Pillar and I focused on Pillar and I was like, oh, like a column of cement that's hollow, that circular hiding. So him. you seem to have sorted everyone that's else stupid. out. Uh, you do
0: notice that Aravash Nial is still sitting somewhat silently. Uh, you hear him mumbling to himself very fast, uh, still kind of panicking.
1: Light as a feather, stiff as a a board. Light as of the me, <laughs> he <laughs> is blind and does have a staff. Oh, here we go. We got our own,
0: uh... Oh, true. Hey, hey, true. <laughs> and then a man with long hair and a beard comes out with an automatic rifle on his back. Ooh, it's Baze. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, this campaign's Rogue One now. Yep. For anyone who's seen Star Wars Rogue One, that is oh, what it oh, is. Oh, Yeah.
6: yeah.
2: <laughs> um, Barb will walk over to him and, um, Put her... And she'll look concerned, but put her hand back on his shoulder. As you do, he like stiffens away
0: from you. And he's like, who's there? Who's doing this? And say... What? No, it's fine. It's fine. If I just... No, just not. This works. No, it's totally fine. I keep
2: waiting for a break, but he just he's not He's not going to stop talking. He is not shot He is
0: blinded. And he's almost dead.
2: I I ask him if he can stand can can you stand? I think we need to try to move so we can get out of here.
0: Uh, but yes, but but understand that that I am am the probably the, the best suited person to, to be taking the, the these these how many of you are there?
2: <laughs> there's there's a uh, seven of us and then you.
0: Great. Well, I am. I am best suited to take the the, the seven of us down this thing. I, I I should be in charge. I I have. I am the wisest. I, I am the oldest, and, and it is important that I I can, can lead I, this charge.
2: Can I do like a I don't know like a leadership type check Or diplomacy. diplomacy?
0: Yeah, you can try to you uh, can try to calm him onto your side. I
2: just want to calm him and get him to like listen to us instead of trying to like lead us in a circle. Have <laughs> we already completed? creating a splint for
4: yes you have everyone. so
0: anivia is good and it seems like Horgus is on your side it's just Ava- avashniel seems to still be 15 15 it doesn't seem to quite change what he's doing he goes listen young lady you just you don't understand that that in these dire times that that a man of, of resolute academic prowess should be the one in charge and and though i may be unable to see in this foregoing magical darkness I should still be the one to lead the charge for us all. And he kind of like keeps saying the same kind of flavor of that over and over again to you.
2: Ooh, he might have a concussion.
0: <laughs> the guy that's missing his eyes? <laughs> no, he's probably fine.
6: <laughs> Ooh,
2: yikes. Um, I'm gonna kind of feebly look over at the other folks in the party <laughs> since obviously I'm not being um, super helpful with trying to get this guy to get up so he can get the heck out of here. Um, and then I'm just gonna walk to the two different paths that would lead us us out of this section and kind of stand at the fork um, and start looking at both of those paths to figure out which direction we should
3: go.
1: I'm going to follow up. Errol's going to walk up to Aravashne and as a fellow sort of magic user and caster. um, He's going to try to convince him that like while... He normally would be in a position to lead, or should be in a position to lead. That his current status is, percentage. yeah. No, <laughs> I was going to do that after my description of what I was going to do. You can just
0: instead of describing it, you can just no, that's, say it. That's, fair, and that's Then I pick up <laughs> on the description of it. That's how yeah. talking works.
1: I like doubling down. Yeah, <laughs> I like to preface my role
0: play. <laughs> I mean, that's the old that's the old saying: uh, "Tell, don't show." That's uh, yeah. yeah.
1: So, Errol, um, you know, reach out a hand on him and say or mate, uh, normally in other circumstances you sh- you definitely should be the one to lead, but given your current situation, and he kind of gestures to a blind man up and down. <laughs> <laughs> what did um, you just do? I feel like you may have gestured <laughs> to all of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, given your current situation, um, I think maybe you should follow in the middle of the pack, and he'll call across the cavern for Horgus. And he'll, Horgus, come over here. And he'll uh, try to get Horgus to come over and have like Aravashnyal put like a hand on him and kind of like essentially leading the blind. And so um,
0: Aravashnyal actually doesn't know what's happening to him. Uh, He still thinks he's under the guise of magical darkness because no one's come to say that his eyes are damaged beyond repair. So he—that's. I I was trying
1: to dance around that. I didn't really just want to be like. Oh mate, your eyes are gone. <laughs> I mean, you could though. Because yeah. uh, what you,
0: let's just say that. Yeah, technically, I mean, your ability to see is technically <laughs> not does great. tied to. It feel somewhat painful in like the top area.
4: Of does it hurt give on your me, forehead? Yeah. Give, yeah. Me, give me. your, your hands
0: <laughs> What about between those two regions? If I put
2: pressure on here, does yeah. it hurt. Oh God.
0: Oh. If I put my pressure into where your eye hole was. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh, well, in that case, yeah, Earl's going to kind of like lean in pretty close to him and be like, hey, mate, yeah, you seem to have suffered a, a wound to your eyes. I don't think it's magical darkness that's inhibiting you. I think you you may have been blinded.
0: Um, and so he, he sits there and he, he kind of changes his mumblings. He's like, Well, that would make sense. I mean I'm a great magical caster. I, uh, no no darkness has ever gotten past my ability to see, especially my people's ability. And like he he slowly reasons through it. He's like, Oh, oh, oh all right, oh, all right. I think I think I see your point. And and though Barb didn't convince him, her words and your words together it'll give you a
1: plus two to your diplomacy. Okay. Well good thing my charisma sucks. That is an eleven. Eleven, yeah. He's just still
0: kind of unassuaged. He like He's like still sitting there, he's like oh, alright, well at the very least I, I know my condition, but, but I still think it is important that I lead the charge. And that that, that in this these, these, these dire times, I am the one to 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 take charge and, and find our way out of these Where are we? Lillian's
4: gonna walk over um next to Errol and take a shoulder of Aravash, which I have now nicknamed him <laughs> and say of course, of course. But let's go ahead and designate these fine folk to be your eyes.
0: <laughs> and Horgus has come over, and he he's amenable to the situation, though um, Aravashnyal continues to like, kind of rage against it. He's like, no, no, no. I think you I think you want misunderstand the, the the purposes. Now, while this is happening, Barb and Poe, you can see down that there seems to be a, a small ledge and then a higher ledge into the southeast and that a tunnel continues downwards to the northeast.
1: Is that ledge going down or up? They're they're both
0: going up. Both going up, okay.
2: So to the southeast there's two ledges? Yeah, there's
0: one that seems like maybe two feet high, nothing, but the next one seems like it's about 10-15 feet off the
1: ground. Oh, so you'd have to like, climb up to it. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. Errol's gonna tell Aravash we're going to get moving. I suggest you stay with us. And he's going to kind of head towards the direction of the caves, too.
0: Okay. Alu and Lillian, what are you going to do? So, Horgus uh, will lead our Vashnil and Anivia will kind of hobble behind. Yep, I'm just going to go with them all. Okay.
5: Yep, and I will stay kind of in the back. I'm assuming they're going to be kind of slowly following the yep. pack. So, I'm going to kind of bring up the caboose. Okay. Yep.
2: So um, Barb is kind of looking at these two options and sees that everyone else is starting to look and kind of formulate their thoughts on that. Alu, as you
0: cross by (laughs) that black widow's Ah, body... Oh,
2: no. I was literally just going to look back at the (sighs) spider.
0: (laughs) He he took the the point of... uh, He took the quickest point. You're actually going to be right about here. Uh, Suddenly and seemingly without... any kind of provocation, you find yourself beset. Everybody roll for initiative. Is it remember, possible remember, that remember?
2: I could get like a surprise round since I was looking back as he was doing that?
0: Because <laughs> he moved before. Uh, I'm not going to let that Too slow.
2: Sorry, I did my best.
0: Damn, witty.
5: Sorry. Ooh. It was funny because I was thinking about just asking about that and I decided to move up. And I just happened to go over and I was like, oh, wait. Shoot. I did
4: the 08 thing as well.
5: Yeah. In my head was like, hopefully you didn't
2: notice. <laughs> Some solid level one
5: character roleplay. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: As you approach, these two disgusting huge maggots burst Whoa. forth out of oh, the body gosh. of this uh horrific downed spider. Sick.
3: Alright, so. sick isn't <laughs> gross. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: Dope.
5: laughs>
2: Can I get myself the nauseated condition? <laughs> if, you, if you want to
0: take one action. As a player. Gross. Um, all right. So let's go around the horn. We'll start with Barb. Uh, Barb, what is your initiative?
2: Uh, I really got that natural one out of the way, so I, I have a four.
0: All right. And then Poe. Poe got a ten. A ten. All right. uh Lillian. 18 Nice Nice Uh, Alu 20 Double nice And then, Errol Errol got a 19 Nice Alright, Korgus rolled a gentleman's 6 Uh, Anivia rolled a 27 oh. Holy mackerel And Aravash
1: Rolled.
0: 19.
1: <clears throat> all right, I don't trust him to cast magic blindly. <laughs> no. It's probably fine. It's when we're all be... like huddled around him. <laughs> like, Fireball! Like...
6: <laughs> oh no! A and
0: arrow. You need to put your color spray um, all over the wall. <laughs> please, please, thank you. Color spray over the wall. Take this fiend and then blinds barred permanently. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, whoever's standing next to him might just like turn him. I'm gonna start yeah, three, exactly. Aim him. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna start teaching Aravash the art of echolocation. <laughs> We're in a cave. I mean, yes, it it would that would work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do it one more time. Two. All right, so uh, Anivia is gonna go first. She is going to hobble away because she is still horribly injured. And she can only move about 50 feet, so she's gonna go all the way into the corner and uh, kind of hunker down in there. Uh, Alu, it is your turn.
5: Alright. I am going to take five foot step back. And then on the grub that is to the north, all I'm right. gonna draw my longbow and take a shot.
0: Alright, take a shot.
5: With point blank on since it's within 30 feet. Boom. Natural fourteen, so that is a twenty to hit.
0: Uh, yeah, twenty hits. Sick. Get some.
5: Six on the die plus one, so that would be
0: a seven. And with that simple bow, you manage to like line it up, and you put it straight through its eye, and it dies immediately.
1: Uh, Errol, it is your turn. Errol, going to close the gap. The five and fifteen. He's going to swing out with his dwarven war axe. That is a fifteen to hit, and that is a hit. Uh,
0: eight points of damage. And just like before, you basically a Lou and arrow like bookend these two maggots, and an arrow gets driven through the first one's eye, and the second one arrow comes and cuts it cleanly in half, and that terrible, scary situation. And the very Ooh. first real combat is, uh, is uh, it's probably okay now. Oh. So.
1: And, and we're all level two now. That's perfect. Oh, yeah. awesome. Cool. We're going to take a rest and uh, take yeah, a short break. I cannot break for... believe that
0: that was 20,000 experience per grub. This is wild. where we get our mythic experience, so right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly you feel imbued with the power of the gods. He said it. He said it. Let's just camp uh, down canon. here and level up off of grubs. Yeah, right. Let's <laughs> exactly. farm grubs. <laughs> All right, it's <coughs> two more. Do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, they just <laughs> co- come in
1: pairs, and we'll just surround them as they pop out and just.
0: All right, and, and that situation that I contrived so quickly uh, seems to have assuaged itself. It's good work. Do-do-do-do-do. You
1: beat it.
6: Just beat it. All
1: right. Well, Errol will say uh, maybe next time. And kind of comes back. Avoid the corpses of large creatures, please. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, Anivia comes back and she's like,
0: oh, I'm, "I'm glad you managed to take care of that because honestly, I, I don't think I'm in a right state to be doing anything on my own." And she like, kind of motions her quiver on her back, and you see that she has like four arrows. Hmm. And she's like, "If, if, if push comes to show if I can help you as best I can, but understand that I'm not doing great."
4: Um, how old is the dead spider? I mean. Does Roll me a
0: knowledge nature on that one. Why don't you take a liver
1: temperature test?
4: 18. 18.
0: That spider seems as though it's about two to three days old. Uh, Though the outside seems uh, not so bad, the inside, after they burst through, it's almost completely empty on the inside.
4: So no no collective uh, poison that I could collect.
0: Uh, you do not have anything to like poison in, unfortunately, due to your fall. I used
4: to have vials. <laughs> you did sixteen of them. I purchased. But <laughs> <laughs> I got you good.
0: See, smashed,
1: <laughs> smashed, smashed in the
0: rubble. Yeah, roll. Uh, what is that? Sixteen. Roll sixteen d six glass damage. Oh no! I <laughs> <laughs> was oh, like, "Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> Travis, you have a lot I, of d sixes. Help do. her out." I do. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you do have just a lot of Just roll the whole <laughs> container. <laughs> just roll the whole container. We'll see how it works <laughs> out. Holy. But you
1: manage. That'll be good for fall damage when we eventually take that. Yeah, no,
0: especially uh, someone I don't like. Yeah. Uh, never again. Mm-hmm. Fall
1: damage, number one killer. <laughs> don't <tabletops>. worry,
0: <laughs> The best part is that Woody is uh, far away from Windows, so you should be okay, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, Windows are my, my one Kryptonite. Nemesis. <laughs> yeah. That or rolling to attack, rolling to save. Just uh, rolling, rolling, in rolling in general. Rolling in general, yeah. 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 But he's really good at it. he crushes it. All right, so you managed to defeat the first two maniacal creatures on this grand adventure. Where do you go
1: next? I say let's check out the pathway to the north. King in the north. I'm just making.
4: I was it. going to suggest the pathway to the south. We got to do some
1: climbing. I'm not very good at climbing. <laughs> you know what? I uh, think and we, we don't should have Split rope. the party. So you actually hey. <laughs> so
0: climbing is just here. Uh, this one you don't have to climb. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm still oh.
1: terrible at climbing. So
2: I, being like, have <laughs> <laughs> you seen
1: this heavy ass armor I'm wearing? <laughs> it's almost like it confers some sort of almost check, check penalty. penalty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can take it off and toss it up. Come on now. Yeah. 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 I uh, fat
0: keg toss. Five minutes <laughs> later.
2: Bar being relatively large and um, a pretty skilled climber, I'm also. Going to look towards the southeast. Also, whenever there are options Split on the party. which direction to go, <laughs> I just always air right.
1: Actually,
2: yeah, that's no, that's fair. This makes yeah. it easy. So it is the the first one to the right. So I'm going there. And that's a good rule With of thumb willing.
1: for the blind person too. Is just just always go right. Yeah, just put your hand, put Find your right hand out. Find yourself by the labyrinth. On Luckily, the wall. it's not an amputee, so it. that's good. Yeah, thank God.
0: <sighs> All right. So as you approach that <laughs> stone ledge, juts out. At a right angle on the southern wall of this cavern, 14 feet off the ground, the leather strap of a backpack hangs from the edge of the ledge. All above, a narrow fissure yawns up into the darkness.
2: Can we do a perception check on that backpack?
0: Uh, yeah, it's a backpack. <laughs> and it's nope. hanging. Yeah, it's 14 feet up? It's 14 feet up, yeah. Okay. So you have, to, you have to do a little bit of climb, 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 and throw, yeah. throw a rock at it.
2: It's gonna be like yeah. glass potions. <laughs> oh no! A
1: potion of invisibility. You hear right shattering down. inside of the bag. A potion of invisibility. Everything's
0: gone. You think you're holding on to rope. You're not sure. <laughs> if right. the rope
1: makes an attack, it will reappear. <laughs> Good Bar news. barb and arrow are gonna make the worst base of a triangle because there's like four foot difference between us, <laughs> and then we're gonna throw the lightest person up. Likely Poe. Oh, my god in like a bad. cheerleader move I'm so on board with this <laughs> <laughs> okay Is you it cannot a <laughs> you cannot throw someone yeah.
0: 14 feet in the air yeah, I haven't, I haven't been practicing have
1: you my seen basket. collegiate cheerleaders <laughs> uh
0: yeah I watched that Netflix documentary it was awesome I mean, it was I'm referring to uh bring it on
2: do I get a do I get a plus 2 bonus for that cuz I feel um, invigorated? So I will really let pumped. I will
0: let if, if Lillian and Errol are going to make some sort of structure, I'll let you aid in the climb check. We'll you get the roll to aid. It's okay. going to be a strength check though to hold stable
1: on the uh,
2: ground. Definitely, you know I, definitely not going to work. Who knows? I don't know if that's necessary. It doesn't
1: <laughs> yeah. affect you. It only oh, okay. affects you positively. Okay. Cool. You can't fail an aid check. You can only yeah. I just don't want to fall. You light. either aid and give plus two or zero. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so,
4: Errol, I think what's going to happen is Errol's going to do most of the work and Lillian's going to be like, yes, and like t- pushes all
1: <laughs> She's like, not even going to touch She's like, like, I'm helping. Yeah. It's like we're moving yeah. a couch and she's the person like, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> she's the person holding the cushions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's the <a> supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So, I'm going to, uh, yeah, help with that. So, you said it's a strength check. Strength check. Uh, 13. That does not
0: help. So, Barb, you are on your own. Don't <laughs> die. Or do. I'm not well, your boss. Your climb's pretty good.
2: It's fine. Don't sprain an ankle. Why did I say that? Feet. Oh, God. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oof. Is but, that but a there's way. the token oof. No, no. no. <laughs> Which oof?
1: Bad oof? Good, oof. good oof. I got
2: uh, a medium oof, actually. Oh. oh. Yeah. Medium. Confusing, right? A confusing oof. Uh, 15.
0: You you don't man like for whatever reason it seems as though it's like shifting sandstone under your hands. You can't climb close enough to grab it.
5: So Lou's gonna walk over, um, seeing all of this going on, kind of smiling the whole way, and realizing this new power that he's got. He's going to use one of my charges, three charges of. Levitate. cloud walking to levitate and simply pluck it off
0: and and elude does he he like suddenly beneath him this cloud mass erupts and he just goes whoop and grabs the backpack and comes back down yep. and using i don't know how many hundreds of feet you have available for that levitate yeah, I was spell, say,
1: what, like dude do, do some recon in that little... well yeah
5: so I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't go up and down i would just, i would go up and then you were saying there was a
1: no, no you you go up and down okay
5: <laughs> okay. well, that's canon.
0: That's canon. <laughs> no, okay, that's totally fair. So, I'll give you a little more what's happening on further on in the cavern. You see another step and you see that uh, it seems to come back together from the other side. Okay. Uh, and you manage to grab hold of that backpack, easy peasy. Lemons.
5: Right. Am I am I able to tell that um you know, it connects fully with the the other side too. So, if everyone was going
0: You you um, get like though normally roll knowledge engineering. I mean, it seems yeah pretty explicit that it seems okay. to connect the other side in what way you're not entirely sure but it does seem okay. to connect back
5: and i'll relay that to the party too um and i will float back down
0: you float back down and you have in your possession a new backpack Ooh, sweet so
5: can i check what's in
0: the backpack or go. on it or on it <laughs> there's a sweet pin that says uh bob dole uh, 1996 and you're like, whoa, oh, man. that's an old that's, backpack. That's really dated. <laughs> it's vintage. It's an LL Bean so it so, lasts. So you find it's like <laughs> or at least you can keep swapping it in yeah. to give it, like, it looks like less. So you find that it's a masterwork backpack. <gasps> whoa! I'll save you a little time on that one. Okay. It contains seemingly 10 days of trail rations, okay. a flint and steel, a set of caltrips, two flasks of oil, a bundle of twelve arrows. Nice. A point a potion of Cure Light Wounds and a potion of lesser restoration. I should make you roll spellcraft, but that's fine. I'll do it next time. My bad. How dare you?
1: How to a gym. (laughs) Yeah, right. Eh. Uh, Drink it. (laughs) Find out what happens. Find out next week what that potion does to his body.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're releasing these really at the same time. So just go to the next one. Listen
1: to the next episode. Please, thank you. You yeah. can
2: tell Alex thinks we're struggling when he just softballs stuff in for us. He's like, yep. no, 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 you don't need to pursue. I mean, it's great you having... I need to watch you struggle. With,
0: with a group of five people, that there's one person that has spellcraft, I'm sure that
1: won't cause any
0: problems later <laughs> no. on down yeah. the line.
1: Well, we'll just have to take we do very our best. diligent notes as to what we pass and fail spellcrafts. Right. On. I'll just get really good at <laughs> describing liquids. It's an
0: amber liquid. Ooh. <laughs> and it seems smelly. Um, <laughs> all right, so you find at least some amount of gear mm-hmm. um, okay. that was left behind. Yep. Uh, you're not sure why or how, but you do manage to find that. Is there
5: any sort of you know, inscription or writing or anything that could like, symbol on it that could allude to where like, it might come from at least or who it might belong to?
1: Um, like a luggage tag?
5: Yeah, that. Does it have <laughs> a phone number and email address?
0: Uh, so as you look through and you piece through, it's tough to actually figure out where or who brought it from from the looks of it, it looks pretty brand new, and so if anything, it may have actually fallen with you and just landed uh, some distance away. Okay.
5: So I'll motion to the group um, and pretty much say, "Please take anything that you need. Preferably, I'd like the arrows, though." We
1: should probably give some arrows to the other girl too, since she was trying to ration hers. Maybe. That's How many true. Do you have?
5: Um. So I have nine, but since it was a clean
0: kill on the grub, could Eight. I say that I knocked that out, or is it gone? No, if you hit, actually, it's gone. Okay, it's when you miss, you have a fifty percent chance of retrieving Okay, so I, I have nine right now.
4: Since I have all of these empty flask coasters in my <laughs> belt, <laughs> <laughs> all sixteen wherever. of them. <laughs> yes.
0: oh, oh man, man. Yeah, yeah. this bandolier sure was full.
4: I guess I should. I guess I should fill them up. Um, Lillian's going to make a pass for the potions.
0: Alright.
1: So, uh, what potion do you want? How many are there? There's a potion of Cure Light and a potion of Lesser Restoration. So, Lesser Restoration cures ability damage. And Cure Light heals hit points. Uh,
4: well, I will take Lesser Restoration in case
2: um... And I'll hold out, and if nobody takes the other one, I'll take it too. But, um, Can I identify the potions? I don't know a whole lot about potions, but I know Cure Light when I see it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I already told you. Just take it. <laughs> take take my oopsie doodle for what <laughs> it is. Um, Retroactively uh, roll spellcraft. Yeah, spell ground. yeah <laughs> right.
0: Thanks yeah, for trying have... to. Thanks for pulling me back from the brink. I. Uh, no, I, I. It's my. Fault. Actually, I...
1: before the chasm opens, I would like to buy a cloak from the. Uh, <laughs> Grip, gripply? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh they are that color. That. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Okay.
0: You wanted an olive drab, but unfortunately all they had was chartreuse. <clears throat> and you don't look good in chartreuse.
2: Um so quite green. fond
0: of periwinkle blue and yeah, but greenish yellow uh, not with your complexion. <laughs> oh, that's rude. That's messed up.
2: Um so I have the potion of cure light wounds and I look over at Anedia and um the other guy whose name it's covered up in roll Arvashnial. twenty. Aravash, um, and try to evaluate which one would benefit more from the potion. Thinking Anivia because Aravash is going to be blind regardless.
0: Um, so roll. So you know from the various heal checks we've done in the past that uh, though Anivia may do better with it, Niel is on death's door. Like if he gets hit by anything for any reason, he go more than likely won't be able to okay. stand up to it.
2: Um, I will give him the potion of cure light
0: alright so he takes that potion in both hands and sups it up drinks it like a child with a
1: sippy cup just like
0: (laughs) he gets uh, seven points of healing off that bad boy so he's definitely feeling a little a little bit better a little stronger Uh,
1: and one eye starts to grow back
0: (laughs) (laughs) but like in a very painful way where it's still useless so it's (laughs) actually more traumatizing anyone watch it you're like oh my god (laughs) and it's in the middle of his forehead for some reason
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's like the mind's eye is it working (laughs) is it um
0: but he's definitely feeling a little better after that cure light all right nice all right uh so where do you care to go to adventurers
1: well if butter failed her climb check with a 15 i don't think there's any way we're all going to be climbing up there especially with a bunch Uh, of gimpy
0: people uh so you so you can continue onwards without so the climb check was for this it was not for this. Oh. That's what I was trying to convey the entire time. When you say oh. this versus this, can you describe yeah, so, that a little bit? Of course. So the one, the southeast has an initial ledge. That initial ledge is only about two and a half feet. Okay. Then there's a secondary ledge to the south wall. Gotcha. That one is yeah, where yeah. the backpack had fallen. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like I said before, it's only two and a half feet. It's easy to get through. It's just, it's okay. tougher to get up that side wall. Okay. okay. You um, can do it then with without yeah. any real no, I'm, problem. I'm, yeah.
1: yeah, I misunderstood that. Um, okay, perfect. Well, since we're all kind of, Heading through this direction, I say we just keep on keeping on, you know? Do, 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 do. And Lou
5: realizes do, again, do, do, like, do, do, both do. of these connect to each other down down the cave, so I don't think it matters much, but I think we should go this way.
1: And Errol's gonna head up the uh, the party just because he's. He, he feels like an innate sense of protecting people, oh. an innate sense of partiness. Uh, so, uh, Horgis will
0: move Arivashnial down, and Anevia will hobble behind, kind of bookending Aravashnial just to keep him a little bit safer as you move through. Poe, what are you doing? Following behind Anivia. Okay. So, Poe is uh, playing caboose on this party train, and then Anevia Arivashnial, and Horgus are kind of in between. So, you keep making your way up, and you make it to another small ledge, just right where that fork comes back together. This one is again about the same height, two two and a half feet. Up or down? Uh, up again. It seems to all be grading upwards.
1: I'd like to roll a profession surveyor to see what elevation.
0: <laughs> you don't have your tools. You can't. You can't possibly get I don't the grade have my of this road.
1: Theodolite and sure <laughs> theodolite, <those are laughs> <words. Plumbob. laughs> and the azimuth.
0: <laughs> uh, so as you look in, uh, as Errol rounds the corner, you do get a glimpse into the other part of the cavern and what you see is a uh, this smaller cavern appears to have once served as a campsite or temporary lair uh, a torn bedroll lies next to the cold remains of a fire a pile of bones broken equipment
1: and rubble lies just past the campsite itself it's interesting that there's a campsite down here
2: that is interesting
1: um to the north, the that. the secondary path, is there anything I can I'm gonna take like a quick peek in here to see if there's anything of use that may have fallen. Kind of like the backpack situation. So as you approach Oh, you, no. <laughs> oh
0: no. The pile of bones and the torn bedroll begin to shift and suddenly these two giant cockroaches Ew. burst out. Screeching and clacking, mandibles ablaze. And if you want to see what happens, you're going to have to listen to us for another (laughs) hour or so next (laughs) time.
1: Fucking cockroaches!
2: What's with all the bugs down here? The giant bugs down
1: here. Maggots, (laughs) cockroaches. It's like
2: that level in Super Mario. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening to me? Gravity! Oh no! I was so small, Buffalo
0: <laughs>
2: Does that mean Barb is just an actual giant now instead yeah. of a half giant?
0: Yeah, what's stranger still is Poe is four times your size. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, there's a potion of the large person,
1: and right? you know, Poe just took it. It's like, what? Nothing happened. <laughs>
2: Four Corners Games podcast is property of Four Corners Games Inc. For more information about Four Corners Games, please visit fourcornersgames.com with the number four. Music and sound on this episode by Sirenscape, because Epic Games need Epic Sound. This podcast uses trademarks and/or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc., which are used under Paizo's Community Use Policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com.